Welcome to the Mindful Man Project, where we discuss issues, wins, losses, and learnings of men today. We leave no stone unturned, no avenue unexplored. The time is now for men across the globe to take stock, know who they are, to stand in their power, to guide those men coming behind us into the future. Creating a world that our children and our children's children will thrive and flourish as we have done the work before. I'm your host, Tyson Bowles. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. On today's episode, I have Ravi Rothenberg. We have finally found the time to sit down and have a chat. Ravi is a transformational coach for dads an embodied facilitator, a yoga teacher, and trauma-aware space holder. He is the creator of the Conscious Dad Collective, a place to empower those walking the path of fatherhood to have the connections, resources, and community to be integrated leaders of themselves and present role models for their families. His purpose is deeply rooted in sharing the powers of regulated nervous system while also making self-actualization a light and inspiring journey. He's based in Colorado and enjoys spending quality time with his family in nature. Uh, This discussion was amazing. Uh, It was nice to really be able to connect with another father who is walking the walk and talking the talk. And Ravi even struck some light bulb moments with myself in this discussion. So without further ado... Here is the episode. Welcome to the podcast, Ravi. Today, guys, I have Ravi Rothenberg on my podcast. I'm pretty stoked to have finally gotten Ravi here. We are two dads who have two schedules on opposite sides of the world okay. and new kids. So we've got everything in the balance. Yeah. So pleased to have you with me, mate. Um, welcome. Mm-hmm. Tyson, really good to be here. Uh, yeah, we, we moved mountains to make this happen, and uh, it feels it feels worth it. Yeah, man. We were just saying in the um in the pre chat that you're on the move and you're moving house. Um, where so was the move for work, or is that kind of a family decision? Yeah, the move. Um... Actually, it was a bit out of our control. Um, We moved into this place where I am now really intentionally. This was where we kind of built our nest and we, we, we gave a home, we had a home birth and it happened right here. Um, And we've only been living in this place for about nine months, Mm -hmm. but we, we liked it. It was really, again, a good nest and we wanted to stay here longer, Uh, but our landlord is selling the house. uh, And so uh, we were not able to renew our lease. Uh, and so we had to make a decision to either buy the place, which was an option, um, but it didn't seem like the best investment for us right now. Uh, and so we are moving and renting a new place. Uh, and I'm happy to share more about the new place because actually it's it's pretty interesting what we're going to be doing. Yeah, man, I, I, that story in itself, it's like that was our that was our journey um, when a river. A ri- actually arrived like we were in our house um up until 
um, June, uh, and we we will we 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 move in in June. Had River in December. Then we got the notice that um, we had to move because our landlords were selling. So, and then yeah, we've been kind of moving around ever since. And now we're in our new place. That's going to be our new birthing grounds. So. Yeah, um, I'd be interested to see what you've got going on in your new house and what your plans are there, that's for sure. It's always nice yeah. for a bit of a new start. It's that hard, it's that hard um, first initial kind of, uh, we've got to move from this birthing place, we've got to move from this, this place that we hold so special to us. And then it's like, oh, it's okay, yeah. let's, let's move, let's do it. So yeah, what have you got happening yeah. in your new place? So the, the highlight is that the space is almost three times larger than our current house. The new space is, it's massive. Um, and it's too big for just us. So we are moving in with another family who is in a very similar place to us. They're uh, a conscious mom and dad with a daughter that's just a few months older than our daughter. Um, so we'll have two families, uh, yeah, two sets of parents and two uh, two babies under a year old uh, living together uh, under one roof. Nice, man. That'd be like the village. You, the, the tribe is kind of there. There's, yeah. That's that's the idea. Yeah. Have you got space and stuff uh, there for kind of setting yourself up like for gardens and stuff like that or um, with the guys that you're doing that with them? Not, not this place. The, that's the one thing it doesn't have is a bunch of land. Um, it's it's we're in a town that's very natural. There's lots of uh, what's called open space, which is kind of like protected, just public public use. Um, but we don't have a bunch of space to make yeah, heaps of gardens and you know we'd love to have chickens and some livestock in the future, uh, but not not at this place. Yeah, yeah. It sounds cool. It'd be great for the little ones to be able to have that play friend close by yeah 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 um and, and one thing i found even with parenting like it's having those people closer by that even just gives you and your partner like 10 minutes to have a chat when the kid can just like go mm -hmm. for it um and as you're as you're well aware it's like being able to have these conversations with your partner in times of crisis but even just like talking through things rather than kind of just snapping at each other or being two ships in the night is really vital in a healthy relationship hey for sure yeah, yeah. um so what sort of programs and stuff are you into at the moment with you i saw recently that you're doing a, a dad circle um or retreat um how did that come about Hmm. Yeah, great question. I, for the last few years, I've been coaching men one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, and in small groups. That's been the focus. I, I think I've worked with two, two female people, two women over the last few years, but mostly my audience is, is men. Um, and that was my journey too, of like personal growth and being in men's circles and doing both like in-person brotherhood, men's work. Uh, and then also virtual men's work. I just felt so energized and inspired by it. And it was such a big part of my journey to becoming a full, healthy, embodied, masculine dude. 
and then that ultimately was so much of that work. I give a lot of that credit for being able to step into fatherhood, like with two feet in, like confident, embodied, ready, right? Not like one foot in, one foot out, you know, still playing like a, a teenage boy. Um, you know, there's still some of that. I'm human. Uh, but men's work has really inspired me to be the version of the father that I am today. Um, and so for me, it was really natural to evolve the work I was doing with men in groups to now I was like, oh, I want to do this work for dads, uh, whether they're brand new dads or dads who have been on the path for a while and they're not feeling like they have the resources or the awareness uh, or the, just, again, the community, the brotherhood to, to do it uh, more fully, more effectively. Mm. Oh, mate, that's like, that's one of the reasons why I really, I got into kind of yoga teaching and then into meditation teaching. Cause like one of my main goals um, is to run regular men's retreats and also um, meetups and have people kind of actually being able to access these um, beautiful practices that actually allows you to, yeah, like you said, do the work and be a father that can go two feet in and, actually be someone who shows up and be uh, and is present and um yeah and because it's like it's an interesting thing because it's also all relative i feel to the person's experience that they're experiencing it's like what is showing up and that's that's one question that i would yeah. actually like um we can maybe have a, a think about and um unpack because yeah like what is showing up and yeah. to you because showing up to you might be showing up differently because I know um, my father, he showed up, but he showed up with money to like, here, this is, this is to help. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I, that's one of the real big things that I worked on is like, um, yeah, that's, that's a great part. It's actually being a provider, but then how do you then provide emotional support or whatever it is to your child? Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's yeah. have a, let's unpack that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot there. I think, um, you know, and, and to your point, you know, what you can provide is only a reflection of what is in your own field of consciousness, right? If I'm, a, if I'm a guy who's selling apples and I've never even heard of an orange, all I know is apples, right? And then somebody comes along like, well, I want an orange. And you're like, well, I don't even know what that is because it's out of my field of like reference, right? And so I, what I'm providing is presence. It's nervous system sensitivity. It's uh, a regulated, uh, safe environment for connection uh, and growth, right? And these are, again, things that have been so crucial on my journey um, so that's the only thing I know that's, this is what I have to provide. Um, but again, for most men, I would say, again, zooming out, guys are a little bit slower right now to getting on the personal growth path. Um, you know, not, not by no fault of their own, right. We're just maybe a little bit slower to like want to open up and say, Hey, there's something that I'd like to explore. Um, and and so, yeah, I feel a lot of dads are still, here's the money. Like I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm working hard so that we can have a, 
a roof over our head and food on the table. What else, what else do you want from me? Mm, absolutely, man. Like I, um, yeah. recently I was like, I'm on Facebook only purely pretty much for like, um, like business kind of purposes and networking and stuff. And I recently joined up a, like a couple of dads, Facebook groups. And it, for me, it was alarming to see yeah. what, the normal is for a lot of men you know um and like and it was in a way and for again i had without casting judgment and without casting like but through my eyes and through what i have i've experienced and what i am experiencing with my my children and my partner and my work life it was just like it was just kind of like wow this is what people are actually really going through and it really got me yeah. thinking is like how do these like how can these individuals see what the potential is of like essentially what you're doing you know the work that yeah. you're doing you know it's it's having these guys see yeah. this stuff and go oh actually like this is this is an alternate method that i can actually really help my partner when i arrive home or i can yeah. i can take that moment to have a meditation before I walk in and just go hammer and tong at just blowing up at everyone. Um, yeah. So yeah. is this some of the tools and stuff that like and you're teaching with your people that you're, you're working with? Like, a, th- a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, one of the, I think as a meditation uh, practitioner and teacher yourself, I think you'll appreciate just like the, the breath right? The breath is a great reference for everything, right? When we're consciously breathing, there's an inhale, there's a pause, and there's an exhale, right? Pretty simple. Again, a lot of of people are not so connected to their breath, right? And so the transition between inhale and exhale, there's not much of a transition, right? So people are just maybe just breathing, Likely not even so consciously, right? And nothing wrong with that. That's where people are at. But then that's how they, we do, they do everything, right? So that transition that you were speaking to of like coming home from work, right? Instead of honoring a transition, exhaling, huh, shaking it off, like doing something for, for the self to release the tension from the workday and meet the family with an open heart, um, clear mind, right? They're just bringing all that baggage right into the home. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot. And so that's, yeah, like you were saying, in those dad's groups, there's a lot of tension and aggression or like the their wife isn't even talking to them. It's like, oh, she's only texting me aggressively. Uh, or again, I, I'm also in some of those groups, you know, just to get curious and connect with people. But it's it's a bit sobering to see what many people are going through on a day-to-day. Yeah, man. Sobering is the word for it. Um, And it really kind of, yeah, Yeah. it's really struck kind of a chord in me and on how to like navigate those waters and how to really help those men. And that's the thing. It was like for us, our our primary clientele and people that we see are are females. And they then looking at, how to then have their partner do what I'm doing or to have them doing, you know, and it's they, 
the, the females are generally, I find, and the wives and the partners are, are the ones gently trying to get them their men involved. Um, and it's yeah. just that communication. I think it also comes down to communication from a loving um, perspective and a, and a direction rather than a nagging direction and creating that kind of inquiry into like what does he actually really like or what do you both need as opposed to like wanting everything, you know? um would you say yeah. like that's kind of stuff that you see with men and how how do they come to like how do you how do like are these men already on a journey or are they kind of being forced in the door mm. Mm. yeah good question I, i'm seeing a little bit of both right so even my my program right now it's it's quite small there's about five guys in the in the dad's group program and I probably spoke to almost 50, five zero, uh, right? And, and most of the guys have never been to therapy. They've never had a coach and have, haven't done any real significant personal growth work, right? So when I was talking about this men's or this dad's group coaching container, I had to define coaching. I had to define what is a container, uh, and most of them, again, the language was like, oh, this is sounds like an interesting course that you're teaching, right? It's like there's still this um, a disconnect from, oh, there's, there's more out there for me. Um, and so the, the guys who are in my group now, about half of them have done some work before, uh, and this feels familiar to them. Uh, and the other half, this is their first time. Uh, and so even simple things like sharing um, about their day or about the, some of the things that they're being uh, challenged with or even sharing things that they want to celebrate uh, in the presence of other men. Uh, they're doing that for the first time and it's significant. Yeah, I found that too with some oh. men's circles and stuff that I've been in. It's like, yeah, that that initial share or an initial kind of um, in ways that... But that when you hold circle and you hold space for men, it's interesting to see those walls do come down pretty easily. Oh, and like once oh, they yeah. once they're in the presence of other men and there's other men who are like stone cold on the outside, but they're actually sharing. It's like, what you said? That? It's like okay, cool. I, I'm free to I'm free to yeah. share this now as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, as a as a facilitator, it's special because you can go, okay, cool. Like these guys are, these guys are dropping in. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I I leave every call so energized and inspired. Um, yeah, because just there's there's so much progress, so much shift possible when we when we come together. Cool. Um, and the big thing too is that everyone. Yeah, go for it. No, you go go. go. Yeah, a, a common theme is that people realize that they're unique. You know, my circumstances are unique to me, but they're not, um, I'm not alone, right? You're likely going through a handful of the similar or same things that I'm navigating. And a lot of these guys, they hold on to the story that what I'm going through, you'll never understand. No one else is going through this. I'm alone. Um, 
And so when they hear out loud that that's not true, uh, it's again, really humbling, but also really uh, inspiring. Yeah. 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 There is that kind of the, I've, what I've experienced as well. It's like that me too, like the, yeah. Okay. I can see that's happening. Oh, I've had that happen to me. The, the, the one that really I find is nice that there's a lot of people kind of someone shares and it might not be happening to the person right away, but they might've even happened. It might've happened to them or in a few weeks time, they're like, Oh, you, you said something happened to you like a month ago. Like that's occurring to me now, but what you said then has really allowed me to then actually like take this and actually make a, make something of it rather than being like wearing that badge of like, Oh my God, like a badge of dredge and drudge and not feeling good, you know? Yeah. So I think that's what that's yeah. really special with that circles and stuff. Cause it's, uh, it allows men to kind of hear and li- and actually learn how to listen too. That's the other thing. It's like one mm-hmm. really big thing mm-hmm. with like with a healthy relationship of any kind and especially a, a conscious relationship with your partner is actually being able to listen both actively and then able to respond to what they're saying rather than just flying off the handle at each other. Do you find like yeah. with, your, with your participants that they they that that kind of begins to develop a lot better in their other relationships? For sure. That, that's one of the agreements that we make as a group. At the beginning, at the first, first part of the first call, we set the agreements for the container. Uh, and one of them is around listening. That I agree to listen openly and not disrupt you or want to coach you or fix you or give a solution right away unless it is asked of me. If somebody asks, like, like hey, I'm going to share this thing and I'm looking for advice, right? Then we can take it in. We can hear their story and then respond with advice because they asked for it. Um, But we really, again, as men, as dads who are, again, very quick to to not listen or to give solutions immediately, uh, it's important that we we learn to flex the muscle of just listening, just holding space. Oh man, that one hits, that one hits. Cause it's like, I, I, I'm always wanting, as soon as I start hearing something and like, I need to fix it. I have the, I know what I, I need to tell you, but, and quite often, yeah, it's that, you got to take that yeah. breath. You got to breathe. Uh, do you need help? Do you need it? Do you need some advice on this right now? Cause I have it here. It's right on the tip of my tongue. It's wanting to come out, but I'm holding myself back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we both grow. We both grow. Mm, absolutely because if i just shared something it's important for me to learn how to ask for help for me to actually say the words yes i would like feedback i would like your opinion Mm. and then also for you as the as the listener for you to say really clearly like would you like me just to listen or would you like me to provide some sort of support now there's choice and we both are actively engaging. Yeah, and then that, that, the conversation continues a lot easier um, and probably a lot more in-depth than it would if someone just came straight back at, at someone and continued just blurting out what they really want to blurt out. Yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. So with the within the, your program and within what you're doing is um, more conscious fatherhood and stuff like that. Is the practices and stuff that you're putting in place that are helping men other, other outside of circle work and stuff like that is there stuff that you're, you're putting yeah putting in place that people can use and tools and stuff yeah 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 for sure one, one of my my approach to all this work is that it better be practical right it's one thing to come together to talk and, and share what's going on uh, but I think it's really important that we do introduce practices um, that are we practice them in group and then out in the real world in life uh, hopefully we know like oh yeah there's a thing that I can I can reach for that I have within me um, and so for me that looks like breath work yeah. um, every every session um, I introduce a new type of breath work um, so for example the first week uh, we did just a simple box breathing exercise yeah um, but again something to to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system and to come back into a more regulated breath. Um, and then the following week, we were talking about the nervous system and the different states and one way to go from sympathetic fight flight back into more parasympathetic uh, rest and digest, friendly and free, whatever you want to call it, um, just by extending the exhale. Um, so we did five minutes of just consciously breathing where we're breathing in for a count of four and out for a count of eight. Uh, again, just flexing that muscle of extending the exhale. Mm. Um, it's, it's really, it's really powerful. Just two simple examples. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and those two examples are really powerful examples, you know, and like, yeah, they can definitely like, they can change. Yeah. Like you said, your physiological reaction to, and your nervous system reaction to anything. And, um, that's one thing that I always tell with my clients and stuff like that, especially male clients who are working um, away from the family and come home to the family. Um, one thing that I learned early on in my um, my carpentry apprenticeship, because I'm a carpenter by trade and I was working on big commercial buildings at the time, mm. skyscrapers and stuff like that. And these older gentlemen, wow. these older Italian gentlemen would... Um, they're like concreters and form workers and they would at the end of the day would go into the sheds the, the lunch sheds and get changed and they get changed into actual like really nice attire every day and so they they rather than jumping in their their in their cars and going home to the family they would jump in their cars really well dressed so they're not dirtying their car but it was so when they got home that they showed up in nice attire and that was that lunch wow. moment was then them severing their daytime um, work and then coming home. And it was just a mindful act that it never really occurred to me until wow. I really began. Wow. I was like, I asked them what, even when my apprentice early apprenticeship, like, what are you guys doing? It's like, Oh, do this so we can go home to the family and like feel nice. Not rather than dragging ourselves in there with like, dirt and mud all over us and it never really clicked until i love that like quite a few years ago and when i began my journey i was like oh those guys are actually just really mindfully 
transitioning from work. Yeah. And yeah, they were the happiest dudes on the, like, that was one of the reasons why I got out of construction in the first place is because I just got sick of listening to men bitch and moan about their partners and everything like that. And that was before I started my work in the area because I was like, yeah. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, I don't want to be a 40-year-old, 50-year-old man who just consistently, like, bitching and moaning about his partner, his kids, and blah, 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 because there's more to life than and actually enjoying the, these interactions with these your family members. So when I, yeah. when I look back at it, I see those guys that were doing that. It was just such a valuable, like, just one simple thing that they were doing, and they were the happiest dudes on site because they were just literally, like, they'd come to work, they do their work, they'd laugh, be a bit jovial, put their stuff on and actually go home and take some happiness back rather than taking the drudgery back. Wow. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, I, I want to I honor that for a moment. Like, thank you for sharing that because it really, it's so clear um, how they, like you said, are being mindful about the transition from work to home, right? And, and what's happening right now, there's a... There's one guy in my dad's group who, because of the pandemic, he's now working from home, I think, four days a week. He goes into the office one day a week. But that one day a week that he has a commute, he comes back and he feels actually really refreshed because there's a transition between work and home. He has to like walk outside, he has to drive a car, blah, 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 all the things. But the four days that he's working from home, he doesn't have that. And he hasn't been mindful about creating and constructing a transition. And so he's been struggling because he's in his home office and then he just opens the door and enters the family and he's carrying a lot of tension, a lot of stress and anxiety from work. And then he's not able to be present and connected with his wife and kids. And, and so if you're listening and you don't have a transition or a commute, it's really important that you create a ritual or a routine, something that gives you that change of state uh, between work and, and home life. Absolutely, man. Like that's what I found recently because like doing more online work and yeah, I'm in my office right now and you might've just heard a crash. There's upstairs. Someone just opened a, <laughs> opened a gar- like a, um, sound like they're opening a garage or something, but yeah, there is that moment where you step out, you ha- have to, cool all right we're going out there and and create that space or whether it's you go for a walk around the house and you come back in and that's it and (laughs) pardon me um yeah and then there's the flip and then when there's the flip reverse it's the how do how do then men then support their their partner for if they're getting home and then you're two one two three four or five kids or whatever how many you got it's then how if you've taken that moment to actually then create that space for you and your work and your family life, um, it's then how then can you then show up for your partner when you once you've walked in, how do you then give her that space to then go, okay, cool, hmm. you need to go for a walk? Do you need to go for a meditation or do a little workout or, or what have you? Because, like, again, because... yeah. A lot of these groups are like, oh, she gets home, I'll get home and I've got all my work to do. And she's like complaining about like she never gets any time to herself. But it's like 
these these people are like your partners asking you for this space so yeah uh i'm interested to see like how like how you 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 go about that or how you advise your men or advise the listeners to like navigate those yeah Hmm. Hmm. so there's that moment when you come home right you open the door and it's totally unknown what's going to be happening on the other side right maybe my mom and the little ones are like totally asleep passed out on the couch or the little ones are asleep and mom's finally able to do some dishes and like tidy up the living room whatever is going on right but it's totally unknown realistically we have no idea um and so what i teach is called attunement i need to be regulated in myself when i walk through that door so that i can be attuned and connected to whatever's happening so if i walk in and there is chaos i'm regulated so i can be a source of co-regulation we can you can use me use my balanced nervous system to come back down to equilibrium um that's beautiful and so i come in and i'm scanning i'm i'm scanning the environment i'm connecting with my partner i'm pretty quickly making an accurate assumption of where she's at but then i connect with her i make eye contact i say hey baby like how are you how was your day what do you need right um and again assuming i have the time and space and energy to to provide that right away um but i think just the act of communicating clearly connecting and letting that also be a part of the transition right because also if i come in and i'm all balanced and i'm open and right away but maybe my my partner is really stressed maybe she had a really difficult day and so she sees me and right away it's like hey i need you to walk the dog and do the laundry at the same time um with two kids in each arm and i'll literally say like actually i i don't have the capacity for that i need a few minutes just to arrive myself i i also had a busy afternoon i just need to arrive and then i'm available for xyz um but it's it's about knowing what i have capacity for it's about connecting to my my partner seeing where she's at uh, and then doing my best to to show up in service. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, that attunement is massive. You know, like it's a it's a it's a great. I love that word attunement. And then it, it just it, it really it links back into our prim- more primal kind of uh, like ancestral days, like when we would come back from like bringing back the food or whatever, and you come back into the village and you you survey what is occurring and then the lay of the land essentially and then go about what you need to do um yeah it's 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 really it's a really special way of actually and for anyone listening like to actually practice because um yeah i think like that's where i feel there's you can then really be like multiply that support for your partner and it's vice versa. Obviously, like if you're if you're a working mom and there's a stay-at-home dad, it's the same situation. It's like how can they both yeah. support each other? Um, especially if they're if you're both if both are heightened state. Because I know with Emma and I, like 
if I was to walk out there and they, her and River have had a challenging morning or whatever or afternoon, it's like offering that because um, we know it's also it's knowing what really regulates our own nervous system. So for M, it's even meditation or going and doing a, a little workout. So it's like, cool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll take Riv for an adventure. We'll go go for a bushwalk or we'll go for a walk or we'll go do something in the garden. So that's reg- also getting outside and regulating his his nervous system by grounding while mom can then go and do yeah. X, Y, Z, um, whatever she needs to do yeah. or dad needs to do. Um, yeah, and I, I, it's with and with this, it's like, being conscious of like how much time you're taking to do it too like there i i, I know there is of it there is there's that flip flip side where then men or women they then go to the gym for three or four hours and disappear or go to the climbing gym or go surfing or whatever it might be and then it's actually yeah. no better off for the family because you've taken so much time away where you could actually be of service to your family and then it's all gone and then you probably potentially coming home to a partner is like where the hell have you been for the last three hours like i'm now at the very end of my limit with what's going on and you're walking oh cool i've just gotten four thousand barrels like you know i feel really good and then yeah but and it's also then coming back and meeting those people like you said achievement and they're really helping your partner um because yeah you've 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 banked up this like you've banked up the the secret source so um but yeah it's that consciousness that's that consciousness of coming back to what you're actually taking and giving to that relationship would you feel for sure yeah and no, i feel you on that i think also you know it's easy for men to give up their sport, like give up surfing, give up climbing when they become a dad. Um, it's kind of an excuse, actually. I think if somebody's really passionate about their thing, that they'll keep doing it and that's important for their identity. Um, but I do think that, yeah, to your point of like the time that it can take away from the family. And so I think there's a conscious way to do it, right? Let's say it's a four hour surf trip. Um, the first thing is being really clear that it's going to be four hours, mm-hmm. not saying, oh, hey, babe, I'm going to go for an hour. And then four hours later, you're home. Right. So being clear, like, no, from 8 a.m. until noon, uh, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And then going a layer deeper and then setting them up for success. Um, yeah. In whatever way that makes sense for for you and your home. Uh, but going the extra mile to, to just to show that you're consciously giving because you are also taking that block of time. Yeah, man. That's, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's so, that's a great point because if you can set it up really powerfully, then yeah, everybody, then you can have that discussion with your partner. Okay. I'm going to go for four hours, like maybe on the weekend, or maybe you want to go for and do something for yourself for the four hours. And then we can like kind of trade off some time or, or, or we'll or why don't we all go to the beach like and sit on the and and like if your partner likes surfing or whatever like we you can sit on the beach and we'll do some in and outs with each other and um that way then we all get uh, some of the the water in our veins and we actually really feel good um yeah. 
so yeah there is those options and that's yeah it's just that, that again coming back to that conscious conversations that you have with your partner and noticing your family how they feel and interact with the way you're having those interactions and then actually going okay cool wait maybe i'm a part of this situation that i can change because ultimately all of our stuff comes back to ourselves. um how we're mm-hmm. having these conversations how we're interacting in our environment it all comes back to us um and if we can then better mitigate what we're doing and learn from what essentially learn from some mistakes that we might have made and and go and put that pride and ego aside okay cool yeah i actually was wrong there let's let's maybe this weekend we'll go to the beach and rather than me going for three hours surf by myself like i'll go for a couple of hours and we can all then sit on the beach and have some fun and i found that like i found that in the first like when we first when we were living in a another town or the first town that we had it was literally right down the, the road from the beach and i would nice. we would make that space that i could go for a surf and I, but then i would come home and give emma that time to do what she needed to do especially early on with the bait with our river um but yeah now it's moving moving a little bit further away from the beach it's a little bit harder because it takes me probably an hour almost travel time and then if i was to have an hour surf Hmm. you're looking at two hours and it's like okay well now how do we then get tyson to surf and then get you some time or have that interaction where i can actually yeah have meet meet you where you're at and um like create that equilibrium so yeah it's a good point yeah beautiful yeah I'm just having some realizations here while I'm talking to you, mate. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, good, good. Take take it, use it. Yeah, man, it's it's great. Like even though you like you've you've kind of you might think you've got your 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 boat sailing in the right direction, it's always nice to have a chat with someone who is like in the same in the same field, same boat, and kind of well, not maybe not the same boat, but going down the same river and the mm-hmm. river of consciousness, and actually have may have had some experience and stuff so yeah that's been so good um being able to have these little realizations and the conversation with you um with regards to like what you're going on going on and stuff i could continue chatting for ages but uh, i want to be mindful of your time um what in regards to your your programs have you got anything rolling out at the moment also are you taking on like because a lot of i'm in australia obviously if there are dads and stuff who are um potentially listening and or partners who are listening to this and would like to have their partner start something are you open to taking international people as well oh that would be so cool for for so many reasons uh yes i think what time is it right now where you are at the moment it's 20 past eight in the morning. So yeah, early. Awesome. Yeah. So my, my evening is the middle of the morning, the next day for you. Um, so if it worked out for someone's schedule, it would be really cool to have a, an Australian perspective in, in one of the dad's groups. Uh, so that's absolutely possible. Um, again, even the fact that we were able to make this conversation work 
as just a testament to, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of planning, and we can we can move mountains. Um, so yeah, there's future versions of of rising dads. Um, there will be a cohort starting in June. Um, likely, I don't have the exact date, but likely mid June, uh, around actually in the U.S. There's a Father's Day, is a Sunday, June 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about the week right after that. Um, and then in many ways, I'm just getting started. So like, there's a lot of, you know, if if anything that we talked about today feels inspiring and you want to collaborate, uh, again, I'm super open to ideas. Uh, anything related to expanding the consciousness uh, and giving dads more support, more resources, and more community to plug into, uh, I think it's it's so needed right now. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So. Rising Dads is the offering that you have, and um, is that a website, or do you have Instagram, Facebook, something like that, that people can come and check you out? Yeah, yeah, best place to engage with me right now is on Instagram, uh, Rise with Ravi. Um, yeah, all my, all my programs and offerings are related to rising. Uh, Ravi in Sanskrit uh, is the sun. Um, so rising with the sun is is what I'm all about. Um, and yeah, Rising Dads group pro- program coming up. Uh, Rise with Ravi on Instagram, the best place to connect with me. And uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. If, if something inspired you and you were listening, uh, please reach out, say hello. That's how Tyson and I got connected initially, just by... Uh, creating meaningful content and taking the extra step to, to say hi. Yeah, man, that's, um, it's been a great little journey to, um, watch you and watch you unfolding and, um, just even being able to connect. Like the big thing is I, I found becoming a new dad is like connecting with dads who are on the same path. Um, I found, cause yeah. we did obviously like yourself, you, you are, you did your home birth and stuff like that. That was a little bit outside of the mainstream stuff. And we, we were kind of like looked at like, Oh, what the hell are you doing? Kind of situation. So it was nice to be, be able to connect with dads who are actually been on this journey, whether it's like next door or yeah. someone across the, across the ocean, um, who is, who's still walking this walk. And, um, yeah, for any listeners out there who are going down any of this kind of stuff that we've chatted about today, it's know that you're not alone. You're not one of many, like you. There is there is a lot of people who are doing what you're doing, and reaching out to guys like Ravi or myself who can guide you um, is going to really be able to set you up because then you're actually supported. And that's the big thing I think. Um, what I keep coming back to is like that tribe mentality the the kind of the um initiation stuff is like where we've our modern society our modern western society essentially i feel is like kind of missed the boat a little bit of recent years is like the that kind of has been taken out so to be able to have these these platforms these offerings to take advantage of to actually um find tribe find initiation find and the initiation I find uh, I found really is that initiation in the parenthood is like a huge, like huge shift in everything that you do. Yeah. So being able to have yeah. people 
who have who have, who walked it, who are walking it, and bounce ideas off and get support is. Um, and then even if you're in it and you're just beginning, like if you're just beginning and you're able to actually take advantage of these resources, then like imagine what when you hit the ground running, like you're actually going to hit the ground running and be very empowered in what you're doing. So, um, yeah, yeah, if you are listening, look Ravi up um, and get a hold of him, get on board on one of his courses or his <laughs> offerings, um, work with the man. Um, or even just listen to what he has to say and just take in all the magic. And um, other than that, thank you so much for joining me today, Ravi. That was pretty awesome to have a chat with you. Um, we'll have to tee up another time and go a little bit deeper in some other stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate your questions, your presence, and the work that you're doing as well. Thanks for uh, having my voice on your platform. Thanks, brother. That's been wonderful. Thank you so much. To connect with Ravi, reach out on Instagram at RiseWithRavi or visit his website to learn more about his offerings, www.risewithravi.com. I'll throw in all of the links that you can contact him in the show notes. And Ravi has been generous to offer a free 45-minute connection session to anybody who reaches out. So I'll throw the link to his booking page on the show notes and if you feel called book in a session with Ravi